Welcome back to Speaking of Startups. Today, we're super excited to welcome in William Ward. Uh, William is the founder and CEO of Flexi, um, and we're going to dive into all things startup and all things Flexi today. So, William, thanks so much for carving out some of your morning to to speak with us and our listeners. Yeah, thank you, William. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making this time, and I um, appreciate the um, opportunity. So we're going to dive into Flexi, um, but I I typically like to get started a little bit more on the personal side, um, right? The founder is is a person. Um, It's got a little bit of a story to tell, and you are no different. Um, So if you don't mind just giving us a little bit of background on William, um, who you are, um, and and then we'll kind of keep jumping through the hoops from there, all right? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, William. So... um, I am from Liberia originally, so I was born and raised in Liberia, West Africa. Uh, and uh, for those in the audience that do not know where Liberia is, Liberia is a small country in West Africa located um, on the coast um, of West Africa. So grew up in Liberia as a child. I had a, a quite uh, interesting childhood. We started off great. Um, but then uh, we went through a series of civil wars that really uh, devastated uh, my childhood, which caused me to leave Liberia um, and live in another African country, Liberia. I mean, sorry, Ghana, um, uh, temporarily as a refugee. Um, and it was through my time living in Ghana that I had the opportunity to uh, emigrate to the U.S. Um, as a refugee. Starting off in the U.S. was uh, tough as well, so I had to go through all of the ebbs and, and flows of of integrating into the uh, in U.S. society. Um, it was a tough start. I remember instances where I used to um, I had to sleep in my car. Uh, starting off, I uh, you know wanted to get an education, and so um, I, it was right around the time transitioning from high school um, to to college when I came to the U.S. and I uh, started off to go to the community college here in Charlotte. It took me almost five years to complete my two-year community college degree because I had limited financial resources. But uh, the U.S. is a land of opportunity, which I uh, really appreciate. I was given opportunities to, uh, you know, start off my, my career. So I, uh, even though it was a tough start, but I was able to get my bachelor's, a master's degree in information uh, technology, as well as an MBA from uh, Northeastern University. And then I uh, worked at Global Corporations right here in Charlotte, first United Technologies, and then uh, Honeywell. And, you know, that's where I really started uh, my my career uh, before I decided to become a full-time um, founder with uh, Flexi. That's awesome. So, um, so five years to get through, um, two years, and then, um, and then the drive and the motivation to keep going from there. Um, and to go on and finish up school and get your MBA, what um, was that? Was that just the desire at that point in time, William, to improve and and further opportunities for yourself? I mean, is, is that what you were? Is that the thought process that you were going down, or why continue um, down the educational path? 
Yeah, so that um, interestingly, um, I have a family um, background <clears throat> of academia um, and in Liberia, and you know, and I, I believe you know that what uh, drove me um, initially. So, for example, I had um, uh, my great grandfather. He was in academia. He was one of the uh, four fathers of the uh, University of Liberia. The um, oldest and um, uh, well-known public university in, in Liberia. Um, I had an uncle who was, uh, a grand uncle who was the first chemist in in, Li in the Republic of Liberia. And then um, a grand aunt who was the first physicist in, in Liberia, all of that taught at the University of Liberia. Um, and, you know, those things kind of, um, gave me the drive to um, in, in academia academia to keep um, bettering myself but more mo specifically uh, I was a part of a civil war in Liberia that um, was caused due to the the divide the social divide uh, between the haves and, and the have not um, so if you you fall like over 99 percent of the country's population living below poverty um, the poverty line. Most of them could not afford education. Most of them um, could not uh, afford the daily necessities of life, and that's what caused, you know, that that war. And so, you know, it's my drive again to um, stop that circle, um, so better of myself, not only to better of myself, but so that I'm more prepared to help uh, people behind um, behind me. Right. So all of those things drove me to keep going. No, that's awesome. So, um, the education is a powerful tool, right? So you finish up school and then you spend some time with United Technologies in Honeywell and, you know, Correct. helps kind of set your career, helps get you started on a nice path, um, introduces you to different things. What, um, what were some of the key things of the early career with William that you were going through, right? Some things that you learned, some things that you developed skills or, or whatnot that that got you ready for later on in life. Right. So, uh, entrepreneurship um, has always been something that I was interested in, um, even in my um, my days back in Liberia. Um, I was among my my peers. Um, organizing uh, things in the community, organizing um, causes to help uh, people um, that needed help. Um, and then when I got into um, technology, you know, I was the one trying to solve uh, problems, you know, fast forward here. Um, so those things left like entrepreneur trail uh, for me. And then when I started my corporate career, um, every Every uh, uh, role that I held was somewhat entrepreneurial. When I say somewhat entrepreneurial, is that uh, roles that didn't exist, or departments that uh, didn't exist, or was a technology that uh, the company was trying to introduce to you know introduce globally. So I had the opportunity to sit on those teams, to sit in those projects. And, and figure out, uh, you know, how we get started, how we drive adoption, how we drive returns on the uh, company's investment. Um, and so, you know, those things uh, kind of prepared me uh, for, uh, for now. Um, and then specifically when I did my MBA at Northeastern University, uh, 
they <clears throat> that program was um, strictly experimental um, learning. Uh, so a huge part of my curriculum was in entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, and you know that kind of took me from like just dabbling around uh, those things to okay, I think now I have enough tools to uh, become an entrepreneur. Um, and then even me becoming an entrepreneur, um, I didn't want to just become an entrepreneur. I wanted to do something that um, was impactful. Um, I'm a person that uh, lives by purpose, and I believe everything that I do should leave a mark, um, not only for me, but for the uh, people that, that use it. And so when I formed Flexi, I formed it purposely to uh, to help people like myself to get opportunity to better out their lives. Yeah, which, you know, it goes back. I mean, something we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were doing our pre-recording, William. Uh, I mean, you you landed on the shores here in the U.S. and, and not long after you did, um, you formed you formed a nonprofit, right? Um, All right. Talk. I mean, so I mean, you get to the U.S., you're struggling yourself, right? I mean, as you go back and, and, and talk about your, um, you know, living in cars for a little bit, you're, you know, just trying to get by to, in order to further yourself so that you could get ahead. And at the same time that you're doing that, you're thinking about those that are left behind. So what'd you form? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, I formed a nonprofit organization called uh, SMI Liberia. Um, and the purpose behind Smile Liberia was to use education to bring smiles to the faces of those children living in abject uh, poverty. So um, through Smile Liberia, we were able to impact over 5,000 uh, families living in um, abject poverty. We were also able to put over 200 student, uh, children on, on full scholarships. And so that's the mark we left there. The grand vision for Smile Liberia was to uh, form an institution that would prepare um, impoverished children to become self-sufficient, to become um, entrepreneurs, and to be uh, versed in uh, STEM and, and agriculture, you know, uh, technology so that they uh, form businesses uh, so that they are able to um, close that circle of, of poverty you know, that, that caused um, the war. So, you know, that, that was a smile at beer, something I really enjoyed doing near and dear to my heart. Um, we weren't getting too much, you know, support to make the impact at the level that uh, we wanted to make. And so, you know, right now it's, uh, it's on pause, but still ongoing. So we still have 250 students on scholarship. Um, but once Flexi pick up and, and become, you know, self-sustained, uh, we will engage in that again. And that's going to be one of the, uh, the causes. Um, so Flexi, <clears throat> born years later, will be one of the uh, propellers behind Small Liberia um, as, as time goes on. That's awesome. Um, so, um, so anyways, you're, you've gone through your, um, Honeywell and United Technologies, you learn, uh, you've got tons of experience through, you know, entrepreneurship with those in institutions. You go and you get your MBA and learn more about entrepreneurship and, and clearly you've had an entrepreneurial binge your entire life. At what point in time did, um, or how did you approach the, the concept of Flexi 
and launching a company? Like, how did you prepare yourself um, to get ready for kind of launch or to start? Like, how did you, the steps that you took there, William? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the first step was for me to become um, a little bit um, financially, uh, financially ready um, to do this. So, you know, as I held these roles, um, you know, I was fortunate to um, save enough money uh, to you know, create a blanket so that when I make that transition is is easy um, financially. Right. So that's the first thing um, I did. The whole idea between uh, Flexi and even the um, the forerunner company of Flexi uh, Petty Gigs um, was to um, impact people economically. So economic mo- yeah, mobility of, of people that are um, underserved is a passion of, of mine uh, because I know what it is to uh, be without I know what it is to be homeless. I know what it is to be without uh, money. Um, and, um, you know, most importantly, I know what uh, poverty and lack of opportunity can do. It, it, it devastated my entire childhood, you know, with war. Um, so, you know, that, that, that was my propellant uh, for forming uh, Flexi. Um, I, I want to um, use technology. So, you know, I build things. I use technology to build things. Um, I can build anything with, with you know, using uh, technology. That's my passion. That's what I love to do. Um, but I just don't want to build anything. I want to build something that is going to be uh, helpful to uh, to people. And that's why I formed uh, Flexi. So that's a, I mean, you've mentioned it already a couple of times. And I know you mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we did kind of our pre-interview the the concept and the power of helping people right so that's clearly one of the impacts of flexi and we'll pivot here in just a second again into what flexi is and kind of the path and trials and tribulations and opportunities successes and everything else to kind of flow through it um but at what point in time did you realize that the concept of flexi was going to be your first and and maybe if you um take it to uh, you know, IPO and everything else only entrepreneur. Like when did you realize that Flexi was the, was what you were going to get started with? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I realized that uh, when, um, you know, okay. So the, the path to economic mobility, first people have to make money and then people have to, um, you know, save and invest and, you know, and, and expand, you know, that, that money. Right. Um, you know, first of all, there's a whole uh, macroeconomic problem going on where, um, you know, there there are more jobs than there are people, you know, taking jobs, right? It's not that there's a lack of people wanting to do jobs, but uh, the U.S. is having a crisis where there's a widening skills uh, skills gap. You know, as older people leave the, the, the uh, workforce, um, you know, the skills that companies need for um people to do these jobs aren't available, right? And so um, there's a whole um, future uh, talent pipeline right, you know, for disruption. And these, uh, which is the teens and young adults. These teens and young adults are looking for new ways of doing work. Uh, we saw that with the, uh, the great resolution, uh, um, I mean, the great, uh, 
like people leaving work and, you know, uh, after the pandemic, people uh, wanting different ways of, of doing work. That is going to be here to, to stay. Um, and um, there are other options. There are other platforms that are doing things to help, but um, they are not providing like a holistic solution. So um, that's where I saw the opportunity that Flexi can be uh, a talent cultivation uh, vehicle um, so that both companies and the future workforce um, have tools and resources to be successful. Um, in 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 the long run, so that's the you know global opportunity I saw, and I know by doing it, I was going to be able to help millions of people get access to opportunities, um, you know, so that even if they don't go to college, they are prepared to form their own businesses, or they have the critical skills and tools um, to succeed uh, for the uh, for the workforce. Yeah, so uh, that's an awesome segue. So. Let's dive into Flexi, right? So, what is um, what is it, right? So, the I mean, obviously you're bringing employers and employees together, but um, what's what's the base concept that you're going after? Yeah. So, thank you, William. Um, so, I would like to uh, classify Flexi as a talent cultivation uh, platform. Um, so, what we've done with Flexi is to uh, build one platform that combines the ability for companies to um, use it to do the traditional talent acquisition. Um, and as well as um, help them to find uh, temporary gig workers on a single platform. So what the, uh, this helps companies to do is to, um, to help them to quickly um, source, um, hire, and, and retain quality young uh, job seekers to add to their talent pipeline and to also help the young uh, job seekers. So focusing on high school and college students help them to uh, find jobs that match their um, interest, their uh, lifestyle and, abil- and availability, um, <clears throat> as well uh, as help them to cultivate critical skills um, that they need to prepare them for the uh, workforce um, by the time they uh, get out of high school or by the time they get out of college. So essentially uh, on the uh, Flexi platform, if I can give an example, so a young high schooler that uh, might you know, be engaged in activities like sports and after school, <clears throat> you know, programs, uh, they can get on, on Flexi and they can find jobs at companies that they want to work, uh, work with, they interested in working with, but um, can work with those companies um, at the time they are available. Um, or if they want more traditional type of job, like a internship or full-time or part-time job, they can also find um, those types of, of jobs. Um, and as they work with different companies on the, on the platform, um, they're able to build uh, a profile, a resume. So we're using artificial intelligence to curate all of their experience on the Flexi platform, build out their res- resume and provide for them um, a reliability score uh, so that you know, other companies can see how well they are performing and how reliable um, they are. That's awesome, man. I love it. So let's keep, let's go, let's get deeper on this. So what's wrong with the system now um, that has allowed y'all to come in and really kind of tap into this aspect of the marketplace, right? Like how did it, 
I don't know if it got broken or always is broken or just hasn't worked for some light. Um, right. So, um, where, where are the weaknesses in the system and how are people falling through the cracks so that you're going to solve that problem for? Right. So that's a great, great question. So when you think about the dynamics of the workforce uh, right now, William, um, you know, there's a huge widening uh, scale gap. Um, so as older workers leave the uh, workforce or as older workers look for other um, things to do and leave their, you know, their um, their current occupations, their, uh, they, the skill gap uh, uh, is widening for people to fill um, those roles. Um, and it's not because there's lack of people looking uh, to work, but it's because a lot of people don't have critical skills to fill key roles that companies need. Um, and we are zeroing in on the younger population, so your high school and early you know, college students, because one gap we see is that um, schools have you know, a lot of technology, a lot of systems to talk to kids about the workforce. But based on our research, um, over 75% of those students are graduating high school and not prepared for the workforce, uh, for the workforce because they don't have the uh, critical skills that they need. So um, that's why uh, Flexi is targeting that population, providing the opportunities to get hands-on experiences with the, uh, you know, with different types of companies, so that they are um, creating the skills uh, that they need um, by the time they graduate from high school. Um, they're ready you know, to start working and making uh, working meaningful jobs and making um, good money. Um, and, you know, another key issue with uh, these young people not being prepared for the workforce is that, um, you know, they don't have meaningful work, um, especially these uh, young people living in low income communities. They don't have access to meaningful work because they don't have the key skills. Uh, when they do go to college, they, um, they come out of college because college is not not even doing enough to give them hands-on experience. So they come out of college and they don't have the, um, the skills that they need to take on student loans. Um, and they are worse off financially when, uh, when that happens. So Flexi is bridging that gap. Um, we're starting with service-based uh, companies to provide them with, you know, like the uh, communication skills they need, um, customer service, those types of skills. Uh, and then eventually uh, we want to partner with companies that will provide career and technical education uh, skills so that they are um, getting like vocational training, um, you know, trades like um, in high tech, in clean energy, in those types of field. Um, and if they don't make it to college, they can still, you know, find their uh, their own uh, companies and and become entrepreneurs, or they can still uh, work with these you know types of company and make a, a meaningful um, living. So yeah, so that's the you know critical um, the big macroeconomic problem behind what we are solving, uh, and you know which we think by zeroing in on the younger uh, population, we're going to make that key difference for the future. Yeah, no, I mean it makes a ton of sense and. Um, a hugely needed um, space that y'all are walking into to fill, right? So how do you, um, like you mentioned it a little bit on, uh, in our conversation um, earlier, that how you're targeting, but how are you pulling in? Like how do you want to grab 
the young folks, right? I know you're going to meet them where they are, but like, what's, what's the hook and ladder that kind of brings them in closer and then allows y'all to take it from city to city to city, right? And really kind of grow the scale. Right. So um, the key to what we're doing uh, is, um, you know, those critical partnerships with the um, educational institutions, um, organizations that uh, work with the uh, young people. So um, having strategic partnerships uh, with them um, and, you know, and, and create that network um, effect among um, that population. But importantly, what tools, what system, I mean, what um, features are we building into the platform that is going to help them, that um, going to have them to be lifers on, on the Flexi um, platform? So we're very intentional about that. Uh, so, you know, things like um, our digital wallet solution that allow them to get paid the same day they work. Uh, we see about 95% of the kids are taking advantage of that. You know, they, they want their money and they want it now. Um, traditionally, things like resume creation, um, you know, keep these young people from from applying for jobs that they have. Like, for example, if they go on Indeed, Indeed asks for resume, and that is a falling point for them. So we are utilizing artificial intelligence to help them get started with their resume. Um, to curate their experiences on the platform without them even lifting up finger, um, to, you know, to build their profile, um, giving them reliability score that they can, you know, boast about. Like, this is my score. Um, I'm highly, re- you know, reliable. You know, and um, you know, broadcasting that to companies, uh, other companies on the network. Um, we're gonna take it. That's those are the features that we started from at lunch, but we're going to take it a step further um, by integrating financial literacy uh, on the platform, right? So a big mission of Flexi is to um, is to democratize financial mobility for young people. Um, and how do we do that? First, we uh, give them the ability to make money. And when they make money, um, how can they... Um, how, how can they manage that money properly to become financially responsible? And more than that, how can they um, make that money to grow for them through savings and investing? So all of that is going to be on the uh, platform, including um, a social um, capital component of it where they are connecting to to mentors in their fields that can you know mentor them through their career path. So uh, we think those things are going to be key to um, helping the uh, flexi platform go viral uh, across the country um and you know i think those are critical components that uh, are missing on other platform and we're capitalizing on it oh man i mean you talk about what a huge benefit um you know it, all of it is right but you I mean think about financial literacy and the lack of it in the united states in general amongst all age groups right i mean um very uh depressing how how financially literate a lot of folks are um again up and down the age and income spectrum um and then to mentorship right i mean mentorship is such a huge component right like so many people think i've just gotta i've gotta do it right and no you don't there are other people that can help you you know knock down some of the gates and have that component to the platform to help those um help young people navigate through some of the, you know, kind of tricky, windy roads, right? It's not always a smooth path. Right. right. So, 
Um, so what are some key metrics for y'all in 2024, right? Like, what are you thinking about as, I mean, you know, we're 15 days here into 2024. What do you want to accomplish as a company to give you a springboard to continue to go forward? Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I explained uh, uh, bits and pieces about our company, you know, journey. Um, so we, we've come from a place where we had an idea and we put it in the market and, you know, the, the market gave us critical data about the idea we had that made us to make some decision to, to pivot to, to flexi what we're doing. So last year, we spent um, a lot of time um, doing customer discovery. Um, we have seen what worked, uh, what didn't work. Um, and, you know, uh, the most interesting thing, we're able to monetize, um, you know, the customer discovery based on feedback that we had, um, you know, working uh, manually with spreadsheets, doing manual invoicing and just getting the voice of the customer. So, you know, that was where we, we, we came from. This was last year. Um, this year, um, our key objective is going to be um, growth. So how can we capitalize on where we are uh, with the you know, idea and customer discovery? Um, our goal now is to um, experience growth through, through sales. Um, so uh, we have a certain revenue milestone that we want to meet um, this year, and it's going to come primarily through customer sales. Once we are successful with that, um, you know, we are going to either decide whether we want to do a big fundraiser um, now to, you know, to expand um, nationally or, you know, how can we organically capitalize on the uh, key growth that we have from this? Year. Yeah, no, <clears throat> makes sense. You mentioned it there. So let's just touch base on it really quick. How do you make money right now? Yeah, so we make money um, through, uh, you know, so our platform is, is, is both like a, the marketplace model using a transaction base or the um, SaaS model using subscription base, right? So um, that's how we monetize the platform right now. So customers can either do a pay as you go uh, plan where, you know, they're paying, um, you know, like 20 bucks per person per shift on every um, transaction, or they can have unlimited ships. Um, so, you know, and, and two ways we monetize is either, you know, like I talk about the traditional talent acquisition. So um, our platform can help them to match with candidates based on, you know, their resume. So when they do that, um, we get paid for every interview match. Um, if they want to do unlimited interview matches, they can do the uh, subscription. Similarly, with the uh, ships, if they you know want if they want to do ships as needed, um, they can do the pay as you go. Um, and if they are a higher vol volume you know uh, uh, business, they can do our uh, subscription service, which is around four hundred dollars a, a okay. month. So classic. And then um, another, yeah, another component of that, we also uh, capitalize on the um, the instant pay, you know, um, capability. So uh, that's one way we're monetizing the um, the users, the job seekers as yeah. well. If they want their money instantly, uh, we have the capability for to give them access to their money, but for a small okay. fee. So mostly employer paid platform when we're, um, when the employees are um, capitalizing on some of the features, or in this case, just the money feature, there's a small service fee right. in order to make it work, right? 
Right. So um, you have had the opportunity to, I think, to tap into a really cool aspect of the startup community. And, and you were a tech stars uh, company. Uh, last, was it last year, William? Or was it two thousand? Was it twenty two? It was twenty two. The time has gone by so quickly. <laughs> it seems like it was last. Well, year. I guess we're only fifteen days in, so it's almost kind of sort of last year, right? Um, so talk a little bit. Right. Talk a little bit about the TechStars program. What you get out of a? Um, how did the process unfold for you, right? Um, and then you know, what were some key components that you got out of it? Yeah. So yeah, the the TechStars program uh, uh, it was a blessing for uh, for Flexi. So uh, when we went into TechStars, we went under our um, former company name, uh, Petty Gigs. Um, so uh, Petty Gigs had some real uh, early traction with user signups. So in a short time, when we launched our app, um, our mobile app. So uh, just to give some context about what we did with Petty Gigs. Uh, Petty Gates was, uh, I would like to look at it like a, a Uber meet uh, uh, Robin Hood kind of, uh, of, of app that we had. Um, so um, young people in their neighborhoods used Petty Gates to find on-demand jobs like uh, William Lee, his grass cut. He would use the app to um, put it in. And then if you know a young person in the area well, uh, does that service. They come and, and do that service, get paid in the app, um, and they can designate a portion of their um, their earnings to go towards investing. So, you know, that's the that's what we built with Petty Gigs. Um, we had some early traction, over 13,000 signups, um, and, you know, but people were not putting in enough jobs and um, growth was going to be very slow with that model. So by going into Techstars, we were able to go and um, you know, double click on the business model, uh, deep dive on the data that we had. Um, and you know they provided frameworks that uh, facilitated that process. And we were able to um, come out of Techstars pivoting um, to um, the best providing services for businesses. Um, an early indicator of that was that even while we were doing petty gigs, companies were coming and requesting our services. And so we were able to go and do a deeper dive in, in that and, and come up with a you know a proposed model that we we piloted coming to Techstars for about a year. Um, but overall, the Techstars, you know, network, uh, uh, the key value for the Techstars is the network of, of social capital that um, we can tap into throughout the life, the, uh, uh, the life cycle of our company. Um, the people that you meet, other founders, you know, you create a lifeline of family, uh, you know, you create a, a lifetime family uh, connection, you know, with these folks um, built like brotherhood. Um, and, you know, just the care and concern over all of the uh, people, the mentors and other people in the Techstars network um, put around you. So you have like a community of people to help you throughout the um, journey of your company. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody over the weekend um, about calling your baby ugly, right? So you walk into Techstars as Petty Gig and you come out as Flexi. Obviously, it's been a good pivot and transition, but the first little bit that you're getting some of that feedback that do you do you get angry? Do you get, how did how did y'all you know pivots 
was it an easy pivot or did it take a little bit of time of digesting some of it or did you kind of already know it? We're very data driven as a company. So even before going to Techstars, we have some of these um, early indicators that, you know, we needed to to change. Right. Um, as I do, as I did petty gigs, as I am doing uh, Flexi, I'm not tied to any process. I'm not tied to any technology. Um, what I'm tied in, in, in any business model, what I'm tied to is the overall outcome of, of what we're doing, right? So my vision for doing uh, what I'm doing is to help every young person uh, succeed and thrive financially. So um, I'm not you know, tied to whether it's the name or whether it's the technology or the process or whatever, uh, whatever we do, as long as it, it uh, create is creating that impact of helping people to succeed. Um, that's what I'm for. So even if we have to pivot again or tweak the business model, um, it's something as a leader of Flexi that um, I'm open um, to. Um, and yeah, you're right. Um, initially, it can be a frustrating, you know, endeavor, especially if you've put um, a lot into like coming up with the name and, you know, building the technology and all of that. Uh, part of it is like you're tied to it. Um, but uh, I'm very open minded as a leader and uh, I'm blessed to have a team that uh, is the same way, because even internally, we've had to scrap some technology that we built. Um, and, you know, do it all over. And, you know, that's the type of company we yeah. are. So great point. Let's dive into the team a little bit, William. What's your um, what's your team look like today? So we're four core leaders right now. Um, and we have um, a few other team members that uh, help on a, a part time uh, basis. Um, and, you know, I was very intentional about uh, selecting these guys as leaders. Uh, one thing that we we have in, in common, uh, well, a few things we have in common. Uh, we are all first generation um, immigrants who have you know, gone through the ebbs and flows of what we're trying to, to solve. Um, we have lived in the shoes of the uh, people that we are helping. Um, and uh, we have lived through a lot of adversities as people, uh, period. So, so, for example, I went through, you know, I'm a war, civil war uh, survivor. Um, you know, uh, three of my, uh, two of my leaders uh, came from that uh, environment as well. Um, so uh, Emmanuel and, and Arma. So Emmanuel is my chief operating officer right now, and Arma is my chief growth um, officer. We all came, uh, grew up in the war situation in Liberia. But most importantly, um, not only did Emmanuel go through that situation, he uh, suffered epilepsy as a child, um, completely written up by his um, entire uh, the school. I mean, they, they, they didn't even want him to continue going to school um, because, you know, in Africa, when you have those types of sickness, they think it's contagious. They think it's, um, you know, like an evil spell or whatever. Um, and so he was a complete outcast and um, he was told that nothing was going to become of him. Um, fast forward, Emmanuel, you know, came to the States. He uh, earned his MBA. He has worked at companies like Fiserv and, and Wells Fargo um, and, you know, graduated with honors and stuff at UNCC, you know, and, and very instrumental in running the day-to-day -day of Flexi. 
Ama, um, you know, he didn't speak a drop of English when he came to the U.S. and he was bullied when he came to school um, and, you know, and so forth. And fast forward, Ama is listed as one of the top featured uh, speakers to watch in, in the country. Um, you know, he's become a, a, a great motivation, uh, uh, motivation uh, speaker. Um, he has... Uh, taught high school uh, business uh, for five years. He's in the recruiting space. He has done both educational and corporate recruitment. Um, and David, you know, David came from the Philippines, couldn't speak any English, came with a single mom, um, you know, faced a lot of imperfect situation in the Philippines, coming to the States and had to go through, you know, some adversities as well. Um, but he started coding since he was 13 years of age and, you know, and now David um, is a senior software developer, you know, at, uh, at a global, you know, corporation. So, you know, bringing these people together, um, we have a vision, we have an agenda um, to change the world with Flexi. Yeah, no, it sounds, um, sounds like the team has been, um, you know, through the issues that you're trying to, you know, help empower the young folks to get through probably easier than y'all did. Right. Um, to, right. to make the path easier for those behind you is certainly, um, a, an awesome goal. How has, we'll pick on Charlotte for a second. How has the Charlotte ecosystem been for y'all? Right. Like, um, and then what additional, let's finish on a positive note, um, on, on this one, what additional things can the ecosystem do to help flexi, over the course of the next six to 12 months? The, the ecosystem, um, I, I think it's a work in, process, uh, in progress for the uh, Charlotte ecosystem. Um, there is not a shortage for, you know, like mentorship programs and programs that, you know, that help uh, give you the foundational knowledge to build your company. Um, but companies need, especially early stage companies, they need help beyond that. Um, to make a mark with what they are doing. And I think that's where the ecosystem falls short. Um, you know, uh, historically, Charlotte is a, is a banking institution and, and, and the area like the, you know, research uh, part in Raleigh and stuff is, is mostly focused on, on biotech and, you know, those types of high tech. Um, and which, kind of is a disadvantage for other type of tech, you know, companies like what we're doing in the future of work, you know, space and stuff like that. Um, and so uh, the, they are very risk averse in, uh, in um, investing in early stage companies um, compared to other areas like New York or the Bay, the Bay Area, which, you know, the investors, they are very, um, they, they take risks. They give you know uh, early stage companies uh, chances. So I, I wish that could be the thing in in, in Charlotte, um, you know, to take more chances on early stage startups because there are some really promising uh, startups around. Um, that uh, one of the biggest issue is um, um, developmental capital for them to prove up their concepts for them to, you know, scale a lot a lot quicker. So I uh, wish there were a lot more support around that. Um, and, you know, in the segue into your other question, I think um, how the community can be beneficial um, this year. Um, you know, like I stated, my primary objective uh, is to, to become financially sustainable as a company, mostly through sales. So, you know, if companies out there um, are open to, 
to working with with young job seekers. Um, I will, uh, you know, encourage them to get on the Flexi platform and see the great product we are providing and how we can uh, really help them to um, to not only get access to um, initial staff, but also how they can cultivate talent to build their future talent pipeline. Uh, we're here to, here to help and. Early stage investors, uh, we love to talk to investors out there, show them what we have, and you know, really, so they can see the value of what uh, Flexi is is providing now and in the future. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. Um, so, what? Uh, let's kind of wrap up here. It's crazy. We're coming up on um, the end of our time today. Um, what? What have you learned most? Um, through the the process of you know starting a company right like what's it what's it taught you or what's it reinforced the most that you know would be beneficial for other founders to hear you kind of voice yeah so a, a few things um you know market validation is is, is key um, to, to success. Um, so we've been through that journey where we had the technical capability to go and build the technology. Um, but I don't think we did a good job on, you know, validating the market enough. I mean, we did some things initially like uh, focus groups and, you know, talking to, you know, to people. Um, but most of those assumptions were, were debunked. Um, gradually. So spend a lot of time um, before you build uh, technology. If you are a technology company, spend a lot of time with customer discovery um, before you, you know, you build, uh, we build that. And that's what we did with Flexi uh, this time around. We spent like a year or so doing a lot of customer discovery and, you know, doing manual processes until we were sure that companies would be able to pay, you know, for something and that, that, that helped us. Um, the other thing, um, building your team, um, you, you need to be super sure that you, you're building a team that is committed to what you're doing, especially in the early days where you don't have money to pay uh, people. Um, you need to uh, put people around you that, um, you know, even if they are not equally committed to what you're doing, at least you know, they share, they're aligned with your uh, with your mission, right? Um, yeah, so I think those are two critical things. And then as a founder yourself, um, yeah, you can build, if you if you want to, you can build whatever, but um, be sure that whatever you are building, um, that you have like a emotional attach, attachment to it. And by being emotional, emotionally attached to it, um, build something that you really care about. Uh, for me as a founder, that keeps me going, uh, even when there's um, there are things that are not working um, so well, um, you know, times where I want to throw in the tower. Um, I'm working on something that I really care about and that keeps me going. Yeah, no, there's always roadblocks, right? And if you don't have the passion and the drive, it's easier to see the roadblock as a um, insurmountable obstacle and just kind of give up. Right. Right. So, well, William, you've done a phenomenal job so far. Um, it's been neat to kind of watch you from a distance over the course of the last 12, 12 to 18 months. Love seeing you at pitch breakfast to end the year last year, talk about your story. So 
very excited and grateful that you were um, carved out the time to to share it with our, our listeners today and certainly wish you the best of luck and um, hope that 2024 is a phenomenal year for you. Yeah, thank you, William. And, you know, thank you for uh, having me on the, on the podcast. I think what you're doing is going to help amplify the voices of, of founders here um, locally. Um, and I think it's a phenomenal job and it's, it's something that is much needed. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, thanks so much, William. I appreciate it. We'll see you here soon. All right. Thank you, sir. William Bissett is the owner of and an investment advisor representative of Portis Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Portis Wealth Advisors. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Portis Wealth Advisors does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Investments described herein may be speculative and may involve a substantial risk of loss. Interest may be offered only to persons who qualified as accredited investors under applicable state and federal regulation or an eligible employee of the management company. There generally is no public market for the interest. Prospective investors should particularly note that many factors affect performance, including changes in the market conditions and interest rates and other economic, political, or financial developments. Past performance is not and should not be construed as indicative of future results.